0: everyone's like he's dark and mysterious and tall and massly and his voice is really suave and the way he wears his shirt open it's like uh, and it's like it's a fucking robot if i they women can say they want to fuck this droid yeah i get funny looks when i put my penis in r2d2 like what the fuck's that about i feel like that's a double standard what's wrong if i want to chug it and make him go Whoa! you know what i mean Hello everybody. Welcome to episode four of Cheat Codes Aren't Cheating. Anyone watching live will have noticed that the branding has changed. Um the main reason for that is as you know, um Sam hasn't been here for a couple podcasts. He's got a lot going on in his personal life, so for now we've decided to sort of take some of the stress off him. He's still going to be here, he is still going to be a co-host, but in more of a, a setback capacity. That's fine. Once he's dealt with what he needs to do and he comes back, he'll come back in full force. We'll get him back on. But for now, I thought having it pushed as our podcast and him having that expectation to be here all the time, it was um, counterintuitive to the progress he needs to make in himself and with his personal stuff at home. So for now, you just get this branding, which to be fair, I might keep because it's kind of pretty. For anyone watching on Spotify or listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts, I apologise. You can't see this, but you will be able to probably see the thumbnail. Uh, so prior to this, it was purple bricks, silhouettes of our heads, but like really minimalist, and then neon writing in the same font. It's now gone for this graffiti style. I kind of like it. I kind of feel like it reflects me more, um especially considering I'm wanting to keep it separate from my Twitch theme, um which is blue and pink neon. And I feel like I hit too close to that trying to do the podcast because I want the podcast to be separate because I want it to not just be mine, I want it to be mine, Sam's any guests that comes on so like felix felix has put his little bit of himself in there as well so i don't want it to be too heavily me even though it is but i don't want it to be not that i don't want to be here but i'm digging a hole now that i can't get out of um but yeah so today we are working on going through all of the summer game fest stuff and there is a lot because obviously we say gum so I, i said we say gummer same fest then we We say Gummer Same Fest. Um, Obviously, that is just one portion of everything that's gone on. We've had Summer Game Fest. We've had the Ubisoft Forward. We've had the Xbox Showcase. We've had the indie game thing. We've had, um, I think, Capcom. I think they did one as well. I want to say Capcom did one at the end, like after Ubisoft. I don't really follow Capcom, so I don't know. But... I think personally, it's been a really, 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 really good time. Um, there have been some bigger, um, some bigger releases, some smaller releases. So I'm not, I'm not going to go through everything. Um, I've got a few that I want to hit at from Summer Game Fest. There's only a handful from there, um, so we'll go through them first, and then we'll obviously we'll move on to the Ubisoft 4, because there's a few from there. And then we'll go on to the Xbox one because obviously that's That was a piece de resistance. That was the one that had everything you could ever ask for. We'll get straight into it. So first things first. First things first, even. I can't speak this morning. I do apologise. Summer game first. Now, we did have some stuff for Formula One. We did have some stuff in relation to Mortal Kombat. I'm not really bothered about either of them. I don't know if you guys are. But if you are... Feel free to check out. Everything is on YouTube as well. Uh, I'll try and find a way to embed some links for these when I upload them. I can't promise anything because I've never done it before, but I'll try. Um, so the first one on my list I'm kind of intrigued by is Path of Exile 2. Uh, obviously, I know it is like one of them top-down RPGs, um, action role-player thing. I've never played a Path of Exile game. I'm not going to lie. I can't tell you much about it because I don't know much about it. But I have played Pillars um, of Eternity one and two and i have played i have now played diablo 2 and i'm about halfway through diablo 3 and i will be getting diablo four, and i will be probably playing immortal in my spare time as well at some point i have gone down down the rabbit hole for them sort of games and i'm loving them so path Exile 2 that's coming out so if anyone is intrigued on that uh he's saying the 20 uh not the 28 i can't read or speak this is a good day for a podcast isn't it the 18th of july Um, Is when that's coming and also in the live chat welcome in maze. How are you doing buddy? I hope you're doing well So Path of Exile 2 top-down RPG if anyone's interested anyone's into like Diablos and um, Pillars of Eternity and stuff. I don't really know what else to say about that game because like I said I've never played it. Exo Primal. No idea having a crossover with Street Fighter 6 Do with that what you will. I don't like fighting games. I have no hand-eye coordination Now this is a weird one. This is one I do kind of want to talk about Dead by Daylight having a crossover now some of you will know who this crossover's with, but for anyone who doesn't, the new character is Nicolas Cage, and I know what you're probably thinking. Oh, seeming like a character Nicolas Cage has played, so like he's playing Dracula in the new movies. It is Dracula? No. Oh, well, he played Ghost Rider back in the days, is it Ghost Rider? No. Who could it be? Oh, that's right, he's playing himself, it is just Nicolas Cage. And I don't know if Nicolas Cage is going to be a survivor or a monster. I kind of want him to be the monster. I kind of want him to just run at people going, Not the bees! You know what I mean? I feel like that would be beautiful. It's a weird one. It definitely is a weird one. I'm, I'm not... I'm not... I don't play Dead by Daylight that much. I've played it a few times. I did enjoy it, but I feel like you need to have the right group of friends with it. I'm being informed that he is a survivor. Kind of disappointed because I'd have loved to see him be the monster. Could you imagine? He's just running in like... (laughs) I'm trying to think of famous Nicolas Cage quotes. He just sneaks up on you right behind you and he's just like, we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel like that would be hilarious, but... That sadly, I'm being told that's not going to happen, which is kind of gutting because I'd have I'd have loved to just murder people as Nicolas Cage. Next, they had the Witcher season three trailer. Now, I don't know what to think about this. Obviously, there is a lot of controversy behind Henry Cavill's departure from the series, and obviously Chris Hemsworth coming in. This season's being released in two parts. We're getting season three part one, season three part two, or the might be calling them chapters or something, I'm not sure. This um, first part comes out on the 29th of June. They have dropped a trailer for it. Now, we know how little they give a shit about source material. We also know something big must have happened for Henry Cavill to jump ship. I don't know if anyone else has watched this trailer. I don't know if anyone else even cares. Cause it's not exactly the best show anymore. It, let's face it, it was never the best show. I loved it because I'm a Witcher fan. But even then it was hard because it, it didn't follow the books at all. But I can't rightly turn around and say I don't dis I d I don't like it because I do like it. It's just not brilliant. It's it's a it's more like a it feels like a guilty pleasure. More than anything. Um But Yeah, true. It can't be as bad as Blood Origin, is what um, Huffles just said in chat. That is very true. Blood Origin was... Now, hear me out. Blood Origin had the potential to be amazing. The cast of characters were good. The idea and the premise behind the story was amazing. The only thing I didn't like is the person they chose to play the Bard. I personally didn't think she could sing all that good. And everyone was like, this is the new catchiest Witcher song ever. It's like, nothing will ever be as catchy as toss a coin to your Witcher. Joey Beatty sang that song so much that he decided he detested the song because it was in the charts. Like, nothing can ever get that popular out of the Witcher show, but... Other other than that song, the annoying song, I thought the premise and the characters and stuff were okay. The issues I had was that the show was written that poorly that 90% of what they filmed... Well, actually, I'll be literally realistically, 50% of what they filmed couldn't be used. They had to drop episodes because they weren't going to hit the target. They cut 50% of the media out, and then they just, rather than re... Film bits to piece it back together, they just jigsawed it back together with what they had left, which is why, if anyone's watched it, and I would recommend at least trying it because there are some cool bits to it. For all, it's not a brilliant show. I still thought once you got past the fact that you know it's shit, it is actually an okay watch. I wouldn't watch it twice like I have with The Witcher Show, but it'll do. You know what I mean? It's not brilliant. I don't think it should get renewed for a second season at all. But it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Um, But yes, you'll notice when you watch it that a lot of the stuff feels very jumpy. Like you'll have characters that have met like five minutes prior and then next scene, the best friends. The reason for that is there should have been about an episode's worth of character development there. But it got cut, so it never happened. You never see that. And that's where the show had its issues. Is that the direction it went, and how much media they could actually use at the end. I don't know if it was down to the writers, if it was down to the fact that the actors are actually pretty shit-shit actors. Because, like I said, I like the characters. don't like the actors. The actors are pretty terrible. But, they're terrible in the same sort of way. It reminds me of, like, old-school British... they reminds me like, a British soap opera, like EastEnders. Nobody on there can act. They're doing that show because they want to be actors, and they can't act to save their life. But... When they're on screen, they can still tell a compelling story if they want to. They can still get at your heartstrings a couple of times. I'm fine with that. I feel like in, in in the world of TV, if everything's amazing, it gets boring. You've got to have good stuff. You've got to have shit stuff. An example of a shit thing that I love and everyone hates is the Tron reboot with Olivia Wilde and Jeff Bridges. But, you know, that's a whole different rabbit hole. I could talk about that film for ages because I'm still pissed off for not getting a sequel to the reboot. But... You know, back on topic. Um, Blood Origin. No, that's not even the topic. Where have I gone with this? I mean, I was talking about Blood Origin, but I can't remember why. But yeah, going back to... I was talking about how they don't stick to source material. So The Witcher 3, Season 3, Part 1. Episode, whatever the fuck. Um, The trailer for it. I don't know if it's just me, if it's the lighting and camera angles, but... It looks to me like Siri has glowing yellow eyes. Now, it is well established in the lore of the Witcher that females can't be Witchers because Witchers, if you try and make a female one, they die. They've tried it. It's failed. You can't have a female Witcher. You can only have an American... Uh, Amer- I a you, you can only have an American Witcher. What am I saying? You, pardon me. You can only have a male Witcher... But at the same weight of it, it's like, because they take the uterus out of the women to give them the unbridled magic use, you tend to have stronger female magic users than male, I tend to find, from what I've seen. Is that's the way that um the author always kind of wrote it was, yes, you can't have female witches, but... The, every single lead female character he puts in them books are powerful in their own right. Fair enough. It's like Ciri's got the elder blood, so she's powerful through that. You've got Um spoilers. Triss and Yennefer, extremely powerful sorceresses. But that's the way I liked it, is you didn't have to have everyone matching each other. Everyone brought their own thing to the table, like Geralt, great witcher, great swordsman, magic. He only knew the basic stuff. The sorceresses... They couldn't, they weren't really great in a sword fight. They could kind of hold their own if needed, but they shouldn't. But then you give them magic and they will burn a whole village to the ground with a sneeze. That's kind of how I liked the power dynamic of it. But. So, yeah, so it was well established females can't be witches. Siri was never a witcher. That's why, if you lean into the games for all, I know Andrea said they're not canon, it's a different art form. But that's why siri in that isn't a witcher she's just done she's gone through the witcher training but she's never gone through the mutations however in the in the trailer it looks like she has glowing yellow eyes which looks to me like they're going to make her a witcher in the show which would explain henry cavill's departure now i'm hoping i'm wrong i'm hoping it is just a case of the camera angles and lighting have made it look that way and i am wrong but i if if they go this far off law and just fuck off everything and just think you know we're just gonna do our own thing i might generally drop jump ship with this like i want to stick around see if liam hemsworth is any good but no promises it, it is what it is it's not ideal but i don't know i'm in a weird weird spot with the show at the minute i want to love it because i love witcher but they're making it very bloody hard to do so um and then going off, going from that back into the gaming universe, I don't know why they had a game trailer in the middle of Summer Game Fest. I know it's related to games, but still. Um, we got a new PSVR 2 game, which actually looks pretty good. It's a new Crossfire game. If you've never, no one's ever played a Crossfire game, uh, they are, simu- I believe, the Simulation first-person shooters. Now, this one's a VR one, and it looks really cool. It's called Crossfire Sierra Squad. And It looks from what I've seen. It looks like you're playing in the SAS. I don't know if that was just One team and they're gonna have multiple But it looked like you play SAS, and you're doing like a house breach and stuff in VR. I don't have a PS2 VR I don't even have a PSVR 2 sorry not PS2 VR. If PS2 had VR that would have been insane Um, I don't have PSVR 2. I don't have a PS5 However, I kind of want it all because that game looks awesome. The Horizon Zero Dawn VR experience looks awesome like, I feel like VR is sort of picking up now. I know it's it's never he's never going to keep up with actual consoles, and that's one thing that no one seems to get. Is people always slag it off and say, "Oh yeah, but it's only sold this much." It's like that's because VR is a niche. I struggle with VR because I wear glasses. I can't wear my glasses in a VR kit because they fog up. I have to get anti spray, anti fog spray. It's a pain in the ass. Like, and that's the same for a lot of people. And then people who wear glasses or not, you've got to deal with the fact that you might get motion sickness and sometimes your nose might not be right for the headset so it'll sit uncomfortably on the bridge and I was like, there's so many variables with VR that it'll never be more than a niche but at the same time, I'm liking seeing that it's trying to put more stuff out there and for those that do own it because I wouldn't mind owning it because playing Skyrim on the PSVR didn't look amazing but there's something about reaching behind your back to pull an arrow and drawing it And in doing so, in my parents' living room, wiping my hand up and punching my parents' chandelier, which is made of glass, caused a lot of problems. But when you're fighting a dragon and you punch a chandelier off the wall and as the dragon lands, that hits you on the head and sends you to A&E. Tell you what, it's fucking immersive. (laughs) My parents didn't think so, but I had a blast. Um... Oh, God. And then... (laughs) I proper tickled myself there. And then moving on to something that was a leak, which I'm kind of upset about this. I'm not going to lie. I'm happy about it. And I'm kind of upset about it at the same time. Uh, We're getting a new Sonic game uh, called Sonic Superstars. It is a blend of 2D and 3D. It's kind of like a 2.5D kind of Sonic game. It reminds me a lot of Generations, in a sense, um, except it's just the small characters, the old, retro characters that are kind of, like, glossy now. That's the way you should describe them, I'm not sure. Um, And it's multiplayer, uh, so you can play, I believe it's Sonic, Tails, Amy, and Knuckles, and you can play with uh, up to four-player co-op. Now, I'm I'm excited for this game. I like this game. I like my Sonic games. Um, But... There was a leak that said we were going to be getting a remaster of the Sonic Adventure games and a remaster of the Jet Set Radio games. What that actually turned into is Sonic Superstars and Jet Set Radio having a crossover with that Roller Derby Battle Royale game. So, as much as I'm excited for this, I just keep thinking it could have been so much more. It's a pretty game. I quite like it. Uh, We've not got a set release date for it. It does say autumn. So if people do like something, keep an eye out for that. It looks like it's going to be a couch co-op adventure, which I I like. I feel like we need more couch co-op. I feel like the removal of couch co-op in standard games is very upsetting. That's why I like games like the new Lego Star Wars and going back and playing Diablo 3. Couch co-ops are there, like I've been playing... while Slendon's been busy and I've had no one to play Diablo with. claus got into Diablo, which is very nice. So I've been sat downstairs doing couch co-op Diablo with my fiancé for the past week, and it has been so fun. And there's just something about the... Like, because obviously you share a screen there. It's not like multiplayer where you can go wherever you want and your mate can do whatever they want. The Just running back and hitting a door and teleporting you and your partner into a room and then they leave so you teleport them back in to a point where they punch you in the head and make you sleep on the floor i'd like to clarify she hasn't actually hit me but the stare she gave me implied that she wanted to um there's something satisfying there because nothing is more rage inducing than not listening to your partner There's something about it it made her so angry it was like do you know like twice i was like i packed your angry eyes just in case i feel like she packed huffle's angry eyes too but you know she's a happy spud she's a hundred percent gonna crack me for that comment (laughs) i know that's coming Uh, (laughs) me if anyone's got a spare bedroom i'll take it so next game anyways um lies of p so if anyone doesn't know what lies of p is it is a steampunk retelling of pinocchio um, and I believe the story basis for it is you are Pinocchio, or P, as is referred to in this. And your job is to look for Geppetto. Now, it is a Souls-like. If anyone is does not like Souls-like, does not like Souls-likes, I cannot speak today. If anyone does not like Souls-likes, I do apologise. This game isn't for you. But it looks awesome. It looks creepy. It looks... Kind of beautiful. It's both really dark and Victorian, but at the same time, the slight pops of colour just elevate it so much more. The art style's amazing. Um, I believe it's on all consoles. So PC well, all platforms, sorry, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. I don't actually believe it's on Switch, unfortunately. So apologize. Apologies to you mobile gamers. If you have got a Steam Deck though, you should be able to get it on there if you want to take it portable. Um, and it is or it is coming 19th of september so you've not got long to wait and if you do want to test it out there is a demo out now i believe on playstation and pc i don't know if there's one on xbox as well but if you do want to get yourself over to um the tinterwebs to go download a demo please do i know maze in our community he's played it and i think he's played it three times to do the three different builds you can do in the demo and he he's sold he seems to be a big fan i know Um, A couple other streamers I watched, so Next Step Nick and I believe Twisty Shape Save both played it as well, and they're sold by it, they're enjoying it, so it's looking promising. Um, And I believe as well, I want to say it's coming day one to Game Pass, but I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure it is coming day one to Game Pass. If you do have Game Pass, good for you, you get it for free. Well, not free, you've paid for the subscription, but you know what I mean so Throne and liberty now i don't know anything about Throne and liberty i do looking at this here i'm assuming it's the new it's an amazon game i don't know much about it however i do know that i follow a youtuber called kira tv and he covers stuff like um kickstarter scams and companies going to court and that sort of stuff um and i know from his side of things he has said that people are hating on it. I don't know why. Now, does this follow the actual. Like, obviously, we've got the video in the background. So, this is uh, for anyone watching live. This is Stone and Liberty. I've heard a lot. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people hating on this game. I'm not sure why. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I believe there's something political going on in the background. But from the trailer, I think it looks quite nice. So it would be a shame if it is actually a bad game or if some dodgy dealings are going on. But at the same time, it is Amazon. We do need to take everything they say over a pinch of salt because obviously they are the people behind New World. And we saw how that unfolded. It wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. Um, But I think other than that, out of summer game fest the only other big thing i have to talk about is probably oh, i've got i've got um three big ones to talk about so we'll talk about them now so the next big uh, thing we got shown was the alan wake 2 gameplay footage i loved the original i also loved alan wake's american nightmare they were creepy and i do feel like the new game does a lot for recapturing that same creepiness and ambience i feel like it does very well in setting the same sort of aesthetic and feeling that we had from the first i think that made the first so popular i do like the change of character because i felt like alan Wake, and this is going to ruffle a few feathers because it is a cult classic and everyone loves it the game was amazing but Alan Wake as a character was so fucking boring. Like, for a dude who was descending into madness and his stories were coming to life and shit, and it was, I believe, it's been years since I've played it, but from what I can remember, I'm sure the story was actually supposed to be a massive metaphor for his decline in mental health and his psychological state. Yeah, I just thought, for someone like that, I feel like they could have done so much more of his character. I don't know if they're going to do more of his character in the sequel. They might do, because I know Alan Wake, obviously, he is the named character in the title. I believe he is back, but for the gameplay we saw anyway, it's a gameplay that's on screen at the minute for anyone watching live. It looks like it's a female FBI agent. She looks cool. She looks interesting. And I'm hoping Alan Wake's a pretty hard one because he's a hard one to discuss. He's a better one to play because it is very much a case of you never know what's going to come around a corner and you never know if it's going to come around when your battery's on, your torch are dying and stuff like that. There's so many variables that you can fuck yourself up with that it it genuinely captures that horror aspect, that survival horror aspect perfectly. And I think that's why it was such a beloved title and such a cult classic. I also quite liked uh, Quantum Break, the um, other one in this universe at the Med that wasn't Control. I know a lot of people hated it. They hated the fact that it was like an episodic thing where you did a chapter, watched a chapter, did a chapter, watched a chapter, and it paired it with a TV show. I feel like the idea behind that was a brilliant idea, and Lance Reddick as the villain was brilliant, but unfortunately it just, it wasn't executed. I don't think that idea can be executed well enough. I feel like what you'd need is you need the full game, and then a tiny show around it rather than playing a chapter watching a chapter i feel like that's where that shot itself in the foot but yes alan wake itself though great game like i said i loved it i also loved um i remember running around with a nail gun in um american nightmare great time i loved it i never actually played the full american nightmare i just had the demo on a disc from xbox magazine and i remember playing it and i loved it But yeah, so that's coming. That's due to release on the 17th of October, which is good. That means it'll release just in time for Halloween. For anyone who is wanting to do your spookier streams, I might have to do the same because I really want to play it. I really, 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 really want to play it. Um, After that, we got a reveal for Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2. I don't know anything about Warhammer. Could have done with Goody on this stream to discuss Warhammer with. He could have talked your ear off for hours. But I don't know anything about Warhammer. So we might revisit that one at a later podcast and get Goody on because he is our resident Warhammer expert. He could probably tell you more about that. The next release we got after that was Yes, Sure, Grace. Which, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Yes, Sure, Grace is a bleeding mobile game. So that can suck its mum. Then after that, we get a game I am genuinely excited for. John Carpenter's Toxic Commando. Now this is a game I am intrigued by. It could be shit. It's very hard to do horror games well. Chloe hates it cuz she hates zombies and she hates the gore and stuff. Now this game to me looks very much like what Left 4 Dead did and I, I am worried that it's going to feel like when not like when you play like you, a bit when you played Back for Blood and it was like it's all right but do I just would I rather just play Left 4 Dead? That was my issue with back for blood. I love back for blood get the right party together. It's a fun time However, spending all that time playing back for blood 90% of the time I was playing it thinking oh god I really I really 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 want to play left for dead Yeah, back for blood did try but you can't beat left for dead especially like uh, like Charlie said left for dead 2 left for dead 2 was such an iconic game like fair enough The characters in left for dead 2 weren't as iconic as the characters in left for dead 1 but the world and just the humor and it was just beautiful And you'll never beat them games. So whether it is actually good or not, I don't know, but I'm intrigued by it. It looks looks a lot like Left 4 Dead and Back 4 Blood, which I feel like is an issue. I feel like we need more third-person open-world games with hordes, because we don't have a lot of them, and I feel like that's where games like Days Gone worked so well. Because it was close enough to what you love, but it delved enough away that it felt fresh and he like the only thing that was missing was it could have made it daryl dixon from the walking dead and it would have been perfect but obviously he was busy doing death stranding so the next reveal at summer game fest we are getting a reveal of lord enver gortash now i have no idea about lord enver gortash but from what i can tell from the trailer i've not watched i've not played Baldur's gate 3 either i've played a bit of the first two because i have them on switch but i've not played the third one yet um, it looks like he is a madman. Rich believes that humans are well, just not just humans, but all the like species of person. I don't know how you describe them. Basically, anything that isn't an animal is more human. The more civilized species. Um, I'm, I'm, I am don't know. I don't play enough D and D. Anyone know what you call them? Um, but yeah, you, you know what I'm trying to get, at anyways. He believes that they're imperfect and can't follow order, so rather than have them as his guard, he gets loads of robots. He builds like a steampunk army. Pretty cool. And to top it all off, sitting there in full emo fashion, the character is voiced by the one and only Jason Isaacs. And he does say that the game's going to release on the 31st of August. I don't know if that means the full game or just this DLC for the game, because I believe the game's still technically in early access, isn't it? I don't know. And then the next big thing I want to talk about because nothing else on here really draws my interest to stuff I want to talk about and could talk about. I don't know enough about what's left to have a proper chat about, but the one I do want to talk about, we got some gameplay for Spider-Man 2, for the PS5. And holy hell does it look good like there's a lot of things i looked at when i was like ah eh, but i like the fact that one they've upgraded the speed at which you can travel because i did feel like for all i loved like don't get me wrong i'm not bashing the swinging spider-man ps4 i love the swinging the swinging was amazing it was probably the best swinging we've had in a spider-man game but it was slow like even when you got that sort of speed going it was still kind of slower as you look at the gameplay now in the new one it's a hell of a lot faster now, I like speed. I'm also really bad at controlling things. Like I said earlier, I can't do fighting games because I have no hand-eye coordination. So speed is going to screw me over, but at the same time, I like speed. So it's going to be good, but obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, it has been revealed through the trailers, through the gameplay. Uh, you are going to have interchangeable characters between Miles and Peter, which I love because this is one thing that i've always said which is yeah i grew up with peter parker but the minute miles morales released i don't know what it is but miles's character just hit a lot closer to home for me i don't know what it is i've never lost a parent i've never been bitten by a radioactive spider i've never had to deal i'm not from a mixed black latino family so i've never had to deal with that kind of racism in the day to day life so i don't know what it is i relate to him with because for all intents and purposes me and miles morales are polar opposites but i just feel like his character is so much better than peter's and i think it's because it's like other than the fact that no i'm surprisingly chris i'm not a black latino american i am actually a a white man in the north of england who just feels like his opinion matters when it doesn't but yeah i don't don't know i feel like it's because peter is this white kid who's smart and yeah his parents died but he's got his aunt that loves him and in his day-to-day life he's fine he's got like one school bully but it's like oh no i had a school bully i don't go punching things whereas miles it was like he had to deal with the racism and he was always underestimated because of the color of his skin and i don't know much about the comics but i believe he loses his dad in the comics like he does in the first uh i know he loses his uncle but i know i believe doesn't he lose his dad in the comics like he does in the first spider-man game i think he does i don't know but the fact that his whole family life is pulled apart and i know that happens with peter as well but he has just got that whereas this miles has it on top of all of that and he still has the time to be quirky funny caring at such a younger age than peter as well at the time i don't know what i don't know where i'm going with but that that sort of stuff is why i think miles resonates not because i relate to him but because i look at him and i'm like he's such a stronger character i mean plus he suits fucking badass i know that's got nothing to do with his personality but he's got a pretty nice suit on it you know what i mean i like his suit and he's got the invisibility and electric powers they're cool but yeah i digress so yes, yeah, so it's you swap between Peter and um, Miles. Obviously, Miles has these extra abilities. So to counter that, Peter now has the symbiote. I don't know when we're going to get the symbiote in the game, but we know it's coming. Um, and I like that because it's going to show a lot of like. Character arcs between like Peter compromising his morals because of the symbiote and stuff like that I imagine so it's gonna get darker. I hope it takes a darker tone because I know the last game did make me cry and it was quite dark But I I feel like with stuff like Venom and stuff you can go a lot 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 darker and I'm excited to see where they go with that But that is most of the stuff covered from summer game fest that I feel is stuff that I can actually sit here and talk about Because I don't know much. There's only two main things from the Ubisoft forward I actually Want to talk about I don't really know much about the other stuff, so I'm just gonna talk about what I can I'm just trying to find the there we go so the main one and This is one. I know quite a few people in my community are excited for avatar frontiers of Pandora Which is a game set in James Cameron's avatar universe James Cameron himself has been involved in the creation of this game He did come out at the Ubisoft forward and talk about it. He is like like I said, he's directly involved now, I don't know what I was expecting from this game. I didn't expect it to be third-person. I don't know why I expected it to be third-person, but I did. It's not its first-person. There is a photo mode, which I know a lot of people will be happy to hear. But the game is basically far cry on in space that is basically all it is and i mean there are a lot of like more tribalist kind of rules that you use for the navi and stuff like that so in that aspect it's got a lot of parallels of far cry primal which i don't mind i really like far cry primal i know it wasn't everyone's favorite but i loved it and then obviously you've got the new stuff with the guns and stuff that the humans have in it which is more reminiscent of the other like the classic far cry experience But yeah, first person in Pandora, you get one of the flying dragon things. If anyone wants to correct me in chat what they're called, because I don't know much about that about Avatar. I'm still here to watch Way of the Water. I know Huffle keeps trying to get me to watch it. I haven't had a chance yet, but there is like a full on gliding flying dragon person thing where you can like jump. I have you saw in the trailer you can kind of like jump off of cliffs and summon it in the air and it'll swoop under and catch, which is cool you do have the land creatures which are based like alien space horses which they could be fun to ride but let's face it let's face it if you had a choice between a dragon and a horse no one's picking the fucking horse like realistically nobody's picking the horse it's just not a competition unless for whatever reason they maybe have something in the air that stops you being able to fly into areas then maybe i'll use the horse but whatever i'm just curious to see there's any water creatures you can tame to get across the water quickly because obviously you can't use a horse on the water you could push one in and see what happened, but I wouldn't recommend. But then yeah, you've got your flying creatures, which are kind of like your yeah, all terrain. They can kind of go anywhere. It doesn't really matter. But like I said, I don't know if they're gonna do things, because like you can see on the trailer here for anyone who's watching live, there are helicopters with guns in them. So they could they could use that as a way to limit the use of it so it's not overtaking from all the other things I have. I don't know. But Either way, it's intriguing. So that comes out, I don't know when that comes out. I believe it's December this year. I want to say, is it December 7th? December 17th or something like that. I might be wrong. That sounds about right to me. I could be wrong. It is definitely December. So that's coming just in time for the holiday season. So if anyone is excited for that, you're welcome. You're getting it this year if they don't delay it again, which I'm excited for. And also... Just a a side note for anyone watching live. Don't you think James Cameron looks like a really old Nick Cage? Or is that just me? But yeah, so that's me going off on a tangent again. And then obviously, the only other big thing we have to talk about, we have seen stuff like the new, um, what do you call it? The new Prince of Persia sort of side-scrolling game, which looks fun. I'll probably play it, but there's not really much to talk about there because all they've really given us is... uh, a deep dive into the world as opposed to the gameplay. Like, So we're going to move straight on to talking about Assassin's Creed, which is, if anyone's alive, is just down here now. Oh, baby. I wish Sladen was here to talk about this one because Sladen is just as excited for this game as I am. Sladen is very, 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 very hyped for this game. So as a lot of you know, the past, I want to say six years, has been where Assassin's Creed changed their path and they went into the RPG style of games, which... I like, don't get me wrong, but they don't feel like Assassin's Creed to me because the parkour takes a backseat. I do feel like they would have benefited with them games from just making them their own separate games and just under a new IP. I feel like they'd have been better there. So for the past six years, Assassin's Creed has been a bit lackluster for me. I've still enjoyed the games, don't get me wrong, like I've still got 150 hours in Valhalla. I, but it's not been the Assassin's Creed experience that I know and love I grew up on stuff like Assassin's Creed 1 through well I, I, I was there at the start I grew up on Assassin's Creed 1 and then I went all the way through the games I played all of them but the most turning point games for me were stuff like 2 Brotherhood Black Flag 3 which I know everyone hates I really enjoyed 3 Unity again Not the most popular, but I feel like especially post-launch now they've cleaned it up. I thought it was a pretty good game, I'm not going to lie. I actually really enjoyed myself. So it's nice to see this sort of return to form that they're doing. So in this game, I believe you are in, I want to say either Baghdad or Bangladesh. It's one of the two. I could be wrong though. Uh, And you've got this dude on screen now, he's called Abu. He's like this game's version of Da Vinci from the Ezio, Ezio game. So there's so much sort of throwback to the mechanics they used to have, which have returned, which... For any long-time fans like myself, it's great. For any new-age fans like Huffle, my lovely wife, who has only really played the RPG ones, it's going to be a change of pace. It's going to be something different, and it might not be for people like that who have only played the newer ones, but I feel like with the unpopularity, like obviously there were commercial successes, but there was a lot of talks in the background about how much people hated the new games. I feel like it is a good idea to come back to this one because i have said that obviously we're getting this one here and then i believe it's the feudal china one because i believe is it no jade is the china one that's the mobile game that's coming the feudal japan one is coming that is going to be back for your rpg lovers so there is still going to be stuff there for them but this one is for the old time lover so i feel like that's a the framework they're kind of going to go with is going to do Old style game, new style game, old style game, new style game. And I feel like that'll kind of give enough variety and at the same time appease both sides of the fan base, which I feel like is the right move for them. And I'm excited to see this one. I believe this one comes out, I want to say... October or November. So it's this year, but this holiday season we're getting this again. So that's another one to look forward to. That one will be available on PS5, Xbox Series X and S and PC as well. So you've got that one to look forward to. And that is all really i want to talk about on the ubi, ubi one so the next big one is our good old friend xbox you know i like xbox xbox has a lot on offer uh and i'm excited to talk about them um we are getting the new fable game next year and it looks amazing and from what we've been told is this is all in-game. Uh, this is using, I'm not sure what the name of the engine is, but it's made by the people who make Forza Horizon playground games. So as we all know, they are pretty good at making a beautiful world. They've never made an RPG before though. So I'm skeptical, but it's got Richard Ayoade in it playing a vegetable merchant giant. The humour still seems to be there from the originals. It is very, very stereotypically British, which is one of the things that was loved I'm curious to know if Peter Molyneux had any interaction with this game, because obviously he was the one behind Lionhead Studios. Peter Molyneux was the one who liked to promise the world, got distracted, added more and more and more and more and more until he broke his own idea, because he added too much stuff. Whether that works or not, I don't know. Whether he's worked on it, I don't know. But I'm excited to see more, and apparently some of this in here, most of it is actually gameplay and engine footage, so I'm intrigued. I would like to see it. and obviously Day One Game Pass. Um, Next on the list for me to talk about is obviously going off the back of Playground Games. The next up on the list is Forza Motorsports. This one doesn't have a number. It's just Forza Motorsport. And I like it. It looks nice. They've changed the main vehicles to uh, Cadillac and uh, Corvette. But there's not really much more you can say about Forza. It's weird. It's like they've perfected the game engine and they've perfected the sounds for so long that the only thing they could really focus on was... Oh well, we've got this sponsorship on these new cars, like, cool. But they've hit a point with Forza where it's kind of plateauing at the. They've gone up and up and up and up and up, and now they can't go any higher, so it's kind of plateauing. Because like the weather system is beautiful, it's dynamic, it's great. The day-night system is dynamic, it's great. So if you do a long race, you can race through the night and day. It's brilliant. The sound effects, brilliant. The um. Degr- uh degradation on the wheels and stuff great they've kind of perfected the racing sim of forza so it's very very hard for them to talk about anything which is kind of annoying but it is what it is now moving on this game down here south of midnight there we go now i'm intrigued by this game the art style's nice this is in-game art style it looks spooky i'm intrigued because the woman in it looks a lot like the female danny rojas from far cry 6. so i was i thought at first it was going to be a connection there but it doesn't seem to be but she looks cool she looks interesting i believe on this she looks like she has magic as well my main intrigue here is that giant with the guitar like your old soul of the south jazzy black man who is just oozing swagger even if half of his face is decomposed i don't know if anyone else thinks this obviously i can't play sound because i don't want to get copyrighted but if you go back and watch the trailer for south of midnight which is another game Pass day one exclusive just saying uh however we don't have a date for it yet he sounds like sam l jackson like spitting image sounds like him to me anyways like singing he sounds like what i've never heard sam l jackson sing but he sounds to me like what i would assume sam l jackson would sound like uh, singing and i'm very excited because if it is him i love that man but moving on to the next game that they announced which is just down here right below me star wars outlaws made by massive entertainment owned by ubisoft this is a game we've heard a lot of rumors about for the past few years um, due to the E3, E three E three E A even due to E A having exclusive deals with Disney, there's you've not been able to hear anything about this game. It's kind of been kept under lock and key. There's been rumors, but no one's ever really said anything. Other than Massive Entertainment, who said, "Yeah, you're kind of gonna get something," but shush. So this game's coming. I want to say early next year. I believe. I don't think it's this year, but I could be wrong. You play as a woman. Whose name I am completely blanking on, but she's got a boss-ass mullet and her axolotl called Nyx. And from what it sounds like, you play um, not a, not quite a bounty hunter, but a smok. I think he's playing sort of like a hand Solo-esque smuggler. Oh, he's massive. The ones that made um, Division. See, I really like Division and Division Two. That's that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Then is the Division games. I hope the enemies, because it's a single-player game, not an MMO. I hope the enemies are a lot less spongy than Division. But I can't complain about the gunplane division. It's solid gunplay, so for the gunplane, this should be pretty solid. But it's an open world RPG where you play as this mullet lady uh, and her companion Nyx, who is like a fluffy axolotl. You meet up with this bounty hunter looking dude who looks a lot like a Jedi from Legends whose name I'm blanking on at the minute. And his droid, who for some reason, the internet wants to fuck. I don't know why they want to fuck him. He's a battle droid with a six pack. Everyone's like, he's dark and mysterious and tall and massly, and his voice is really suave and the way he wears his shirt open, it's like, ah, uh, and it's like, it's a fucking robot. If I, they, women can say they want to fuck this droid, yeah, I get funny looks when I put my penis in R2-D2, like, what the fuck's that about? I feel like that's a double standard. What's wrong if I want to chug it and make him go, woo? you know what I mean? I do not I do not i d I don't I d I I don't I don't know where I was going with that one. But yeah, so it's an open world RPG where you can freely travel from planet to planet. I believe in like a no man's sky kind of fashion. So you're getting your ship fly up and go. Uh it's supposed to be seamless. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. It's still a ways off and we know how Ubisoft do have a history of overselling and under-delivering. Unfortunately, I do love Ubisoft. Ubisoft's one of my favourite developers. They've made probably out of all the games I've ever played in my entire life, I've put the most time into Ubisoft games. But you cannot deny that they have a history of promising you one thing and delivering another. And I hate saying it, but it's true. They are pretty fucking evil in that comparison, which is why I definitely get what Chris means about um, playing it once Ubisoft cleans up their act, because not only do they under-deliver, but especially in the past few years, um, we're talking from, like, I can't remember the name of the dude, but it was a dude who was the lead behind stuff like Black Flag and stuff when he got taken out because he was a piece of shit. There's so many things about Ubisoft which make them unlikable. It's very, very hard to get along with them. But I'm hoping that's not going to affect too much. Now, moving on to what we've got next, we have had an announcement for Avowed. For anyone who doesn't know what Avowed is, it's made by Obsidian Entertainment and these are the people behind Outer Worlds and Fallout New Vegas. Now Avowed's an interesting one. Avowed was initially started and made to be a direct competitor to Elder Scrolls 6. This was back before Microsoft bought Bethesda. Now Microsoft owned Bethesda as well, they've kind of got the best of both worlds, and Avowed has kind of been able to sort of step back and re-analyze what they want to do. So they tried to go kind of realistic, as you'd have seen with the initial first trailer, they tried to go over really art style, and this time they've kind of taken a step back in the art style in order to give us more in the world, I believe. I could be wrong, but they have definitely changed their art style, and it was a creative decision, they've said. And I feel like that's because they want to get it far enough away from Elder Scrolls 6 that there are less comparisons, because obviously now they aren't competitors, they're allies. It looks good. It's based in the Pillars of Eternity universe. I love Pillars of Eternity. I've played the top-down RPGs of them. First person rpg fantasy universe however you play what they call an imperial envoy sent to a world to what looks like find the cure for a plague a plague that they're showing this which is a lot of mushrooms and stuff like it reminds me of the concepts from last of us the only issue here is you are an imperial envoy getting sent from your home country to this place where you you and the colonizers have settled to cure an illness that you believe the cure is on this magic island and you then have to fight through the monsters and probably ally with the natives. Now, if anyone's wondering why this story sounds familiar, it's because it is. Avowed have completely ripped off the game Greedfall by... Made by Spiders. I believe that's the name of the company that made them anyways. Um, now, I've got no issue with this because Greedfall, as much as I loved it, was very limited gameplay-wise. I feel like Avowed's going to lift up that gameplay-wise where Greedfall failed. But... The audacity to basically directly rip off another game's plot is a little bit shady. Like, I love Obsidian. I feel like they did amazing with Outer Worlds, even if it wasn't the best game to ever release. They did amazing with New Vegas. Again, buggy as fuck. I can't beat the game, but from what I played of New Vegas, I enjoyed it. I just can't do the last mission because it's broken. But the gameplay there is enough to pick it up, even if there are bugs, even if there are stolen plot hooks and stuff. The character models in com- in conversation, there was like a f- weird fish dude with like this blue gradient on for his skin. He looked fucking amazing. The character models look great. And the actual casting, you full on do like Doctor Strange level bullshittery waving your hand around to cast spells. I love that. I feel like that's the sort of thing that Skyrim missed was the magic felt boring. Like even Oblivion's magic felt more satisfying than Skyrim because it had a little bit more thought to it than just with your hands. So you know what I mean? But it... <laughs> i'm excited to see i'm excited to see more of it i think this is due to come 2024 as well i'm hoping we'll see more about it towards the end of the year when they have like something proper to give us but again day one game pass can't complain if it is shit, i can just uninstall it knowing that it's not cost me 60 quids that's fine we've had some drama with overwatch 2. overwatch 2 story missions are now coming which is funny considering only three weeks ago um blizzard turned around and said no we're not doing pv anymore and I was like, oh yeah, but you're still gonna do PV, aren't you? No, no, we're not doing PV anymore. Oh guys, look, game showcase, we're doing PV. It's like just fucking tell the truth, dickhead. No one likes this whole like cloak and dagger bullshit. It looks good. Um so there are story missions. I teased the new um dev as well. Not new dev, what am I saying? The new support hero. It's because I was looking at the stream as I was doing it, I saw Atlas as the developers. Um for the new Persona game. But yeah, um, so, the new season, we're getting the new Spark character that's been teased. And um, the one thing that people are happy with is the PV missions are only going to be available on a seasonal basis. They are going to change out and stuff like that. $15 to get permanent access to them. People are like, oh, well, why are you locking it behind a paywall? that's because they're not informing people enough that, no, you can still access them without paying stuff. It'll just be set missions at set times. But in this $15, I think it's $15, this $15 bundle, you get all the missions. A $19 skin, which I feel like $19 is extortionate for a skin, but it's a dollar, it's a skin that's selling for $19 and you get this in a $15 pack, so that's fine. Plus about $20 worth of currency. So, in that regard, it is actually a pretty good bargain. I still don't feel like it's worth paying the money myself because it's only a bargain because the other stuff's so extortionately expensive. But if you're into it and you want to be able to play them all the time, it is only 15 quid if you play the game a lot. Watch 2 is a free to play game so it's not that bad you know what I mean it's eight swings and roundabouts you can wear the you can wear the um, the positive and negatives for yourself and you can kind of go from there so for any, anyone listening on Spotify and uh, Google Podcasts we've just had the best comment ever from Chris Viking in chat that says I think Cloak and Dagger is giving them too much credit it's more like Washcloth and Swizzle Stick which Washcloth and Swizzle Stick is going to be like our new mascots this is anyone watching live this is the blue fish dude I was talking about I don't know if you just saw him there Sorry, I'm going back and forth a lot. So it's just, it's just some drama with Overwatch 2, but the fact you can still play it without having to pay, it's fine. You can still play them. Just do it. Enjoy it. If you want to pay, pay to get them permanently so you can go back for them, do it. Um, We have had an announcement for Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga. I'm not going to say much about that because I don't know much about it, but for anyone who is interested in that, that is coming 2024 as well. Uh, The trailer is on YouTube now, so if you want to go have a look, please do. The big thing for me, everyone knows I love my Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is one of my favourite things ever. Even if it did have a rocky launch, CVPR are my favourite people. I have a witch tattoo. It's what you'd expect. Now, Cyberpunk is something I've been waiting for for a while. um, For the DLC, because it has been a while. We are only getting one DLC, which is kind of sad, because they didn't make enough money off the game for them to do two because of the rocky launch, which is their own fault. But I would have liked two DLCs. But Phantom Liberty is coming, I want to say, September 26th, if I'm remembering that correctly. I only know because I've watched the trailer about 40 times. Um, It gives you a new area to explore called Dogtown. It looks like what this plotline is going to be is you get offered help from a mysterious source in this Dogtown. So you go to this new region while you're there, a terrorist attack takes down um, Space Force 1, which is the Cypunks version of the presidential aeroplane Air Force 1. And through going there and meet, like me going down this rabbit hole of bullshit, you meet Solomon Reed, who is played by Idris Elba. Now, there's been some suspicions in this as to the story. A lot of people think Idris Elba is going to be the baddie and that you can side with him and actually be evil in this DLC. Like... I'm intrigued by that because I feel like no matter what you chose in the base game, and it's the same with what you chose in um, Witcher 3, overall, morally, you were still the good guy, even if you chose the bad choices. There was kind of no gray to it. Uh, The DLC isn't gonna be free, if I remember correctly. I think it's around about 20 to 24 pounds. I'm not sure, but yeah, so Solomon Reed, it's rumored that Solomon Reed's gonna be the villain. If that is the case, it's gonna be interesting because if you can side with them, I generally in these games, Feel compelled to be a good person. I hate being a bad person in role playing games, but I feel like they know this. And I feel like that's why they might make these leaks, might be true about Idris Elba being the villain. Because I feel like if anyone could be charismatic enough to draw you to side with the bad people, someone like Idris Elba would be perfect for it. I feel like you need someone with that charisma and presence. But obviously, that's all speculation. We'll know more when the game, when the DLC drops on September 26th. I might even play that on stream. I don't know. We'll see sort of like where I'm at in terms of what I'm playing by September. Because obviously we will have Starfield coming out of Starfield will be probably a first impressions and playoff stream kind of game because there's a lot there. I don't know. But we'll, 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 we'll kind of see what happens. There's, there's a lot of time between then and now. So that's fine. So I'm just looking through the list. There we are. And the last big thing, the big, 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 big release of the Game Fest from Bethesda Game Studios itself is obviously... Starfield now I can talk a lot about Starfield there are some positives there are some negatives I can talk about Starfield so I'll start with the negatives first so collector's edition a lot of people are happy with because of the price I want to say it's around 350 pounds or $350 one of the two Um, now that comes with and I've broken this down I don't think this is this bad so you get the game which is probably gonna be about 70 pounds you get a headset which is worth around 50 pounds You get a controller, they're worth about £60. You get a watch, which is probably worth around £150. And then you get the game. Now, to me, though, that adds up, and it is actually quite a bargain for the Collector's Edition. The watch is fit. Honestly, if I had £350 to spare, buy it. But I don't, so I'm not gonna. So a lot of people are unhappy with that. I personally think it's really nice, because not only do you get a fully custom controller, you get a fully custom headset, you get a fully custom watch. It is all fully custom, you're not going to get it anywhere else. The markings on it line up with the control scheme from the game which is both a good thing and a bad thing because that'll be confusing as fuck for me because if there's one thing I've learned from Bethesda, it's that they can't do a control scheme to save their lives. I have to remap every single game I play. So it'll be like, press forward. So I press forward and it'll be like, oh, no, you died. To be fair, that's just me in every game ever. So but coming off the back of that, we've also got, I believe it's locked at 30 FPS. I think I heard somewhere now i don't have a problem with that because for me a lot of the games i play anyways i must just be used to it but a lot of the games i play i play on here on stream and i run it for a pass through on my capture card and i've got my capture card set to pass it through at 30 fps so a lot of the issues i would see anyways i'm already playing at 30 fps so it won't make a difference for me i do notice it when i'm playing stuff downstairs on like 4k 60 fps like 4k tv but yeah, it, I do notice differences when I play downstairs, but like playing up here, I don't really notice anything. That's not too bad for me. But other than that, let's go to the positives because the positives are where I want to focus on because this game's got a lot to throw at. So the way they've built Starfield is they have major planets that are that have settlements, that have story based elements there, that have characters there. There there are a lot of them, from what I've heard. I want to say there's like 16 full planets you can explore that they've made. But then there are also, to top that off to... They top that off then to a 1,000 planets total with procedurally generated planets. Some of the procedurally generated planets are pretty beautiful. For anyone watching live... You're seeing the procedurally generated ones now. They are a lot more details. I think the worry for me was they were going to be like No Man's Sky, where it was basically just like, oh, your grass looks shit, everything looks shit. It looks like a kid's drawing it kind of deal. Whereas they actually look like real planets. They actually look interesting to explore. They actually have like settlements randomly placed and characters randomly placed and alien wildlife randomly placed and stuff. And I mean, I keep saying randomly placed like nobody knows what procedurally generated means. But you know what I mean? It's like there's more to it than just like your No Man's Sky level as a planet you might have a tower 10 minutes that way it there seems to be a lot more to do on these the gunplay looks quicker so whoever did the last trailer with the gunplay in it obviously got told off and was told make it look better so i'm hoping it is actually this quick when it releases um because the gunplay looks pretty fun customizations there as well uh from what i've heard you start with presets and then you go from there and you can sort of customize everything you have your background that you can choose which gives you bonus stuff you also have three personality traits. I can't remember, there's a proper name for them. I can't remember what it is. These both have positives and negatives. Um, so you can be like uh, an arachnophobe. So it could be that like you do reduce damage against spiders, but then to top it off, it gives you plus damage against other things to ward it off. I don't know, something stupid like that. It's that sort of idea. Uh, there's robot companions, human companions. Everyone has their own sort of bonuses which is interesting because it means that you don't just have bonuses for, like, combat, you have bonuses for the ship as well, separate. So when you are assigning crew to certain parts of your ship, say you've got, like, loads of people with, like, storage specialists, you could have more storage on your ship or you could just get a crew full of weapons experts and just boost the fuck out of your weapons. And that's sort of, like, one of the upgrade ways that you can make your ship better. The other upgrade system is actually buying new parts for your ship and this is where it gets interesting is you can make preset ship designs or you can go into a creator similar to the best way I describe it is similar to if anyone's ever played the Spore Evolution game where you just kind of get given body parts and you can piece it together and stretch bits and crap like that you can build your own ship the way you want it with your own rooms and your own colour palette and your own weapons and your own everything I for one and I'm probably not gonna be the only one is like (laughs) <laughs> I really want to make the Millennium Falcon. That is the one thing I want to do. I can't not build the Millennium Falcon, so I'm hoping I have the ability to do that. It looks like I'm going to have the ability to do that, but we'll see. Um, the story, they've not given us much about the story so far, but they have given us sort of a look at a few of the characters. You work for this like conglomerate of people that want to explore the universe. It's like the last two explorers guild or some shit, and you go off from there. And there's some of the T's, I think it's to do with the main, there's like this big, really weird spinny ring thing that they keep showing in the trailers, like for a brief second. I believe that's going to be like the artifact that's like the centre of the story. But there's like a split second at the end of the gameplay demo where you see your character sort of hence their hand and this, a similar sort of particle effect from the ring comes out of your hand and people sort of start floating and freeze. It's like you're controlling gravity with your hand, so I don't know if there's going to be some sort of supernatural, kind of like sci-fi magic element to it, which be another interesting level we also have had it shown that when you are entering um star systems you do get your ship scanned and one thing that does pop up is it says no contraband on board that implies there are going to be sort of smuggling stuff that you can do on there which as i've just said i want to build the millennium falcon i want to be han solo so okay i'm going to be a smuggler um there are built cities which can fully explore and they are uh, populated and stuff and there's a lot seems to be a lot more verticality this time which is something you sort of missed in the elder scrolls games because obviously medieval aspect it's going to be a lot more flatter and stuff and obviously they had mountains and stuff but still so it looks it looks interesting there looks to be a lot there to do um there is companions there are romances and stuff so you can get closer to your companions i already know for a fact i'm going to try and smoosh booties with that main blonde woman from the story because from everyone i've seen so far she's probably the most interesting i know that black scientist with a dread she's pretty cool too and there's also the dude that looks like mccree who can kind of get it but then you've got the black man with the beard who looks like space preston garvey and he can fuck off because i can just picture him like going at it and in me just going i never said i need your help Oh, which yeah puts me off that took a turn yeah and one nice thing for anyone who was an oblivion fan you too have a fan the adoring fan now i don't know if anyone remembers him from oblivion but when i went back and talked about these character traits where you could have the three that have both positives and negatives you have an adoring fan that you could choose as one of these he's super fucking annoying but here's the positive he can bring you gifts and he will join your crew and it looks interesting and i'm gonna have to have him because i like gifts uh, and I've just been informed as well by chat that it is the same voice actor from Oblivion as well. So if you were a fan of that, there you go. You've got something interesting there. But there's, I could talk about Starfield for ages. There's a lot going on with Starfield, but it is beautiful. It doesn't like you can take off from planets and travel seamlessly like you can with No Man's Sky. And then just like No Man's Sky, you have a jump car that can take you from galaxy to galaxy and stuff like that. It's. It's basically going to be the ultimate space game. Like, anyone who sits there and likes Star Citizen is going to love this game. Anyone who doesn't, like, who doesn't play Star Citizen but gets this, you'll never need to play Star Citizen because this looks more fun to me anyways. Anyways. I believe Star Citizen has multiplayer, though this doesn't have multiplayer. This is a solely single-player experience, but that is what Bethesda do best. As much as I'd, I'd like to see sort of like a multiplayer narrative-driven game, so like cause that's one thing that disappointed me with Elder Scrolls Online is that I'd have preferred like Skyrim with friends. We did see them try that with Fallout seventy-six, and for all that game's okay now, we saw the state that released in. So I'm a bit like, nah, I'm good, thanks. I will take a single-player game any day because that is their bread and butter. That's what they do best. So I, I for one, am excited for it. And I can see myself losing a lot of time with it. One thing I haven't talked about that I did want to talk about that, I forgot. There is base building in this game. With the base building, you can tame animals and farm animals. So you can both use flora and fauna. There are mining things on here as well. So you can resource gather, you can farm, you can have a home, you can build. It's really cool. There's fracking machines, which I feel are a bit... I don't want to start fracking an alien planet. And there's a lot of different things like you can see down here like we've just gone from like this really really bright white corporate looking planet we're now in like a western town that looks like it sells spice and alcohol and it's got like proper sheriffs and stuff i love the vibe i love that some places are going to feel like an old west You've got this place here, which feels like something from Cyberpunk. Which is, it's an oil rig that's been converted into like a smuggler's den of crime lords and gamblers. It's gonna be, pro- it's gonna be so cool. I have had a, que- a question in chat. Wonder if it would be possible to kill a planet, like eradicate all life on there. I reckon it's possible. I don't know how easy it would be, but you could, you could have a go and see what happens. But I feel like that, that's everything I can really talk about with Starfield. Is that's everything I can talk about with games altogether. To be fair, I've kind of covered everything. I'm excited for everything. I, everything I know enough to talk about. So that's kind of it really. So we'll call it there. But thank you everyone for joining me. That has been episode four of uh cheat codes at cheating. If you do want to follow me anywhere, please do. On Twitch, I am uh at twitch TV forward slash YorkshireBother. Uh I am also on Facebook under Yorkshire Bother Gaming. I believe I'm Yorkshire Bother Gaming on Instagram as well. If you go through them I do have a link tree on them as well. So if you go through them you'll be able to find sort of like my merch store, my Discord, stuff like that. So if you do want to join in please do. Um, I'll try and get this up on Spotify and Google Podcasts as quick as possible. I hope everyone loves the new branding because that was how I spent my entire yesterday. And it, I think it looked really, really nice. But that that's it. That's that's me. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Stay sassy, stay slutty, stay sexy. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Have a laugh, have a cry, have something good to eat, have a wank. And I will see you all in the next podcast where hopefully I shall have some friends with me and I won't be talking to myself. But until then, much love, everyone. Toodaloo, and goodbye.